Bande Sikrishna Chaitanya Nityananda Shohorito Gurudai Pushpavanto Chitrasandutamonu Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Krishna Kabiraj Goswami Mahasaya Ki Jai Sri Vrindabandastaku Mahasaya Ki Jai Sri Eshi Bhakti Vrindanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Bhakti Raksakshiradi Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai Sri Bhakti Sarantra Sri Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Bhakti Vinod Puribar Ki Jai Gopremanandi So reading from Madhyalila chapter 17 Chaitanya Mahaprabhu travels to Vrindavan Gachan Vrindavanam Gauru Vyagvibhyanya Khagan Bone Premon Matan Sohon Rityan Vidadhe Krishna Jalpina On his way to Vrindavan Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passed through the forest of Jharikanda and made the tigers, elephants, deer, and birds chant the name of Krishna and dance. Thus all these animals were overwhelmed by ecstatic love. So this is the introductory verse to the chapter which tells us something about the contents. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has been desirous to go to Vrindavan since the time of his taking sannyas. So that was quite far back in at the end of the Adi Lila. Mahaprabhu took sannyas and immediately set out for Vrindavan. So the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that is a special kind of sannyas. You may know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he had a discussion with the Chandkazi. Chandkazi was the Muslim ruler of the district of Nadia. And while there was some tolerance for the Hindus at that time, when the Hindus themselves complained to the governor about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers, then Chandkazi, he took action, wasn't sympathetic very much for Hindus anyway. And if the Hindus were complaining about this other Hindu group causing disturbance, then he had all the support he needed, and he proceeded then to disband the Sankirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and sent his men to break the drums, clay drums, the coal, the more sophisticated name is Murdunga, but Murdunga is, is actually uh, technically a more sophisticated instrument, but this is a rendition of it, coal made out of clay and leather straps from the cows that have died naturally, and leather heads, small head on one, large head on the other. This is a very, very important <coughs> instrument to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan. You may know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sakshat Prajnanandan, Krishna himself, coming. And so when Krishna comes, this is the very, very uh, spiritual reasoning of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. If Krishna himself comes, then that Krishna is not alone. He has his eternal associates. And so they must be amongst him as well. Of course, they found out that they were, they were them. <laughs> but... Amongst them, Krishna coming, where will his flute be? 
Certainly that must also come, has come in the form of the mudanga. So very important instrument. And the Chandkazi sought to disband the Sankirtan, and by breaking the drums, clay drums, then finished. But when his men broke the drum, there was some reaction, some fire came, and actually intimidated them and scared them. And although they were successful to some extent in stopping the Sankirtan party, fear had been instilled in their own hearts, and they reported that to the Chandkazi, who more or less dismissed it. Meanwhile, Mahaprabhu's men, these were an excited group because previous to this point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan was all indoors, and not only indoors, but behind locked doors. In Odia, every evening, late afternoon, Mahaprabhu would return from Suraduni, the banks of the Ganges, bathing and sporting with his associates and coming through town, coming home, taking some prasad and going to the house of Shivas for kirtan all night long. And in the house of Shivas Thakur, the kirtan that uh, took place was very, very elevated, and only Mahabhu's closest associates were allowed in. But there were many pious people outside who were very sympathetic to Mahabhu's cause, his kirtan, and wanted to participate, and so he brought the kirtan outside to collect up other people, not just to keep it within his own group of his eternal associates, his leelas, audardya. That was very madhurya, sweet kirtan, Vrindavan, Krishna-conscious kirtan. But he brought it outside. And so this new religion, so to speak, <coughs> as it appeared at the time, was had, had begun. Of course, it's as old as, as the Vedas, but... Sometimes these teachings get lost over time by the influence of material nature, and so again they're retaught. And so the new members of the new religion met with their first opposition, and it was formidable in the form of the the, the government. The government made a opposition. People protested, and the government then officially opposed the religion. So they came back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what to do now? And Mahaprabhu said, we will go in the night to the Chan Kazi's house. And they went by torchlight, 100,000 men in, in Sankirtan, converged on the house of the Kazi. And you can imagine how he was feeling intimidated. He wasn't going to come down, but Mahaprabhu's men became a little rowdy, feeling strong in the company of Mahaprabhu. They began to shake the house and disturb the grounds, gardens and so forth. And and uh, so the, the Kazi came down and, and Mahaprabhu, of course, he told all his men to calm down, be respectful to the Kazi. He was the, the government official and Mahaprabhu said, I consider him like an uncle. He's an elder in the village. So Mahaprabhu talked with him on, on these terms. And he asked him some simple questions, one of which was that um, your religion, you kill cows, what kind of religion is that, he said. And the John Kazi replied, well, in this, your Hindu scriptures, it also has give sanction for sacrifices in which cows are also killed. 
and Mahaprabhu said, Ashvamedam Gavalamam Sanyasa Palapaitrakam. Devarena Sutthot Putim Kulupancha Vibhajayad. So these things are forbidden, Kali Yuga. There is some provision given in the Shastra for this in the scriptures, but it's prohibited in, in Kali Yuga. He said, any work, any work kind of religion is where you kill your mother. Cow is like a mother. He gave them simple logic like this. So in the course of citing this verse, this verse mentions several things that are prohibited in Kali Yuga. Sannyasa, Mahapatrakam, Sannyasa is one of them. At that time, Mahaprabhu had not yet taken sannyas, but obviously he did shortly thereafter. And many men following in his wake, following in the footsteps of his mission, they've also done so. So how is it that this is prohibited? The verse itself came from Mahaprabhu's mouth. It was a verse from one of the Puranas, but Mahaprabhu was citing it. And how can he also be taking sannyas? So his sannyas is a special kind of sannyas, the kind of sannyas that... It is prohibited in Kali Yuga. If we study this verse from the Purana, we'll find, oh, all of the things mentioned there are in the realm of karma. Ashvameda, Gormeda, these are two types of animal sacrifice, horse and cow sacrifice. So these rituals, these sacrifices, are sacrifices that are within the realm of karma. In other words, they're performed in order to get some piety and improve one's material stature. They're not in the realm of jnana, which leads to mukti, or to speak of prem, love of God. So, cow sacrifice, horse sacrifice. It used to be a custom that if a man was impotent in marriage, that his wife could conceive a son from his brother. So this is also prohibited. And offering oblations is a flesh into the fire. These four things in sannyas. So all four of these, lay aside the sannyas for the moment, they're all within the realm of karma. So this sannyas that's being discussed there, mentioned there, is also within the realm of karma. We call karma sannyas. Krishna himself in Bhagavad Gita has dismissed karma sannyas without gyan. In other words, that sannyas that is without gyan, that is accepted as a fashion or as a custom because your senses are too worn out to enjoy anyway. You might as well accept sannyas or prematurely, something like that, before getting sufficient mystic insight in the nature of the self. and So for this kind of sannyas that is in the realm of karma, that doesn't lead to, to mukti, to jnana. Krishna and Gita recommends better to, to Arjuna, better to work. You're in the realm of karma, so be in it in such a way that you can get out, not artificially try to get out. So sacrifice the fruits of your work for Bhagwan, for God. This will bring it to sattva, to goodness. And what is the characteristic of sattva? Jnana, knowledge then in that position, then you can renounce activity. And what activity? All that activity that is not favorable for your spiritual culture that might burden that. You can live in a renounced status and do dhyana and so forth. So this is the karma sannyas that was 
referred to. And, of course, Mahaprabhu was bringing the verse up really in relation to the meeting, which was the discussion. So Mahaprabhu was hardly condemning sannyas when he cited this verse. And he did convert to Chandakazi to, just to end that loop. In fact, the Chandakazi was charmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he expressed a doubt and he wanted to express the doubt in private. But Mahaprabhu said, these are all my men. They're all intimate here. Nothing to hide from them. If you want to confide in me, then you can confide in them. Krishna accepts his devotees like his own self. When the sages, uh, Chatusan Kumar, the four Kumaras, came to enter Baikuntha, they were stopped at the gate. The word came to Narayan, and Narayan came, and he's speaking with the sages and the gatekeepers who stopped them. And Krishna, Narayan, Vishnu, he told the sages, Oh, I have offended you, because the gatekeepers stopped them. And when the sages, the Kumaras, heard this, they were very smart people, very smart boys, very intelligent boys. They were very humble. They understood then what they were involved with. You see, they had come to the gates of Vaikuntha, and they were not allowed in. Jai and Bijai, the gatekeepers, kept them out. There are seven gates to Vaikuntha, just like we have so many stages of sadhana, shraddhado, shraddha, sadhusanga, vajanakriya, anartanivitti, nishta, ruchi, ashakti. Seven. Passing those gates of sadhana, we enter into bhava-bhakti and prema-bhakti. Bhava-bhakti means the world of spiritual emotions and prema-bhakti where those emotions are mature. So this is where they were coming to. They were liberated souls but they couldn't get into Vaikuntha. They were stopped at the gate. And they thought that we're being stopped from getting in the gate here, so there's some kind of a bias. They let some people in, they don't let other people in. And this kind of a bias is relative to material consciousness, friends and enemies. I like this one, I don't like that one. This is my house. This is not your house. So this is why they became angry at the gatekeepers, thinking them beneath themselves. But when they heard Narayan speak, they could understand that the gatekeepers were above themselves because Narayan said, Oh, I've made offense. He didn't say, My gatekeepers have made offense. So what they understood, these very wise young boys, the Kumaras, Kumar means youth, young, they were young, was that Narayan accepts these people to be as good as himself. If they say something, he stands behind it. So what is their position? You know that Narayan is liberated. He's Brahman. Narayan is Brahman. Narayan is Paramatma. These three faces of the Absolute, Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, they're all one. What they are, at the same time, is different perceptions of the ultimate reality, gleaned by different methods of approach to the Godhead. So the Jnanis have a certain approach 
and it affords them that angle of vision, Brahman, the yogis, another approach, and they realize the Paramatma and the devotees, Bhagwan. So, the point is that the, the Lord's devotees we should accept as good as the Lord. In fact, the Lord lays such stress on the Vaishnavas, his devotees, that he defers to them our entrance to Bhaikuntas through the devotees. We should have more regard for the devotees even than, than the Lord. Now, this is not to be taken in the material sense because they represent the Lord, because they are the medium through which we can know the Lord practically. The theory is there. Krishna, for example, gave the theory in Bhagavad Gita, how to come to him. But theory is one thing, and precept is one thing, and example is another. That's why we, we stress, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he's more than Krishna too. He's Krishna, and he's showing a practical example. <coughs> what is taught, what, are the, what is the precept in Bhagavad Gita, is practically demonstrated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In that way, he's more more dear to us, more important. But he's none different than Krishna, so we cannot follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and not know Krishna. In fact, if we want to enter into Brajalila, the real secret is to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, Gauranga Worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and automatically you will find yourself in Vrindavan. You will find yourself liberated, suddenly, without thinking about it. You will look and think, hmm. And you will find yourself in Vrindavan, in the midst of worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he told the Chanakazi, you can speak openly here, we are all one. We have nothing to hide from my devotees. So the Chanakazi, he said, well, I had a doubt or a question, really, uh, an experience. Last night I had a dream. In my dream, a ferocious half-man and half-lion appeared. And he said to me, flames were coming from him, and he said, that coal, that mulanga, that drum you, your men broke, that's my favorite instrument. Don't ever do that again. And then he said, then I woke, and on my heart, my chest, I scratched like a lion. Open his chest and all the devotees looked. This way, in the Shingo Bhagavan, it's there on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela as well, and behind the Sankirtan. So we can go fearlessly in Krishna's Sankirtan. We have so much backing there. And it was for this purpose, for Krishna's Sankirtan, the dissemination of the holy name of Krishna, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas. And we should know that from this, that by Sankirtan, our hearts will become purified and we become qualified to enter Vrindavan. So from the time when Mahaprabhu took sannyas, he wanted to go to Vrindavan. His sannyas is not karma sannyas, nor jnan sannyas, the objective of which is sayujumukti, to merge into Brahman. What was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's aspiration in connection with taking sannyas? Sannyas implies entering the forest, leaving the world. So, as far as being within this world, to go to a secluded place. That means to the forest. But what forest? Then he went to Vrindavan, that forest. He wanted to go to Vrindavan. 
to engage in Krishna service without any disturbance, without any obstruction from any worldly obligations, commitments, anything like that. This was his idea very clearly from the start. Later on, in Krishna's Kaviraj's description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, Mahaprabhu also had occasion to recall the Avanti Pur Brahmana in 11th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, who took sannyas, and what he said, Gitam sastaya paratmanishtam madhyasitam purvam harmadbe, aham trishami durantaparam tamomukundam vinishayavayava. Mahaprabhu spoke about this, explaining that the sannyas is paratmanishtam. It means it is for dedicated service to the Supreme Lord. So, the kind of sannyas that Chaitanya that's called Veda sannyas or Vaishnava sannyas, and that is fully authorized in Kali Yuga. The Lord Himself has demonstrated that. So, as a sannyasi, Mahaprabhu wanted to go to Vrindavan, but so many impediments were there. They were apparent impediments. They were basically the expressions of love from his associates who couldn't bear the general idea of sannyas, which involves leaving home, family, and so forth. This is not really what bhakti is about. This is the, in the idea of, in jnana. In jnana, Marg, you have to become a meanie. You cannot like anybody. <laughs> you have to leave everybody behind. You have to stay alone. This kind of thing. Who's there to have compassion for? The world is false. All these things. But the Vaishnava's position is, is very different. He doesn't have to leave, go anywhere, change his position. Just his angle of vision. And he turns the world by that angle of vision into very joyful place, seeing everything in relation to Krishna. He can have friends, he can have family, he can have so many things. He can take nice prasad, chant, dance, music, all these things are given up, given up in the Gyan Marg, very dry. Of course, the objective of the Gyani in terms of self-realization, that is like, like hitting the beach after bobbing in the ocean of material emotions. There's some relief to that. But the Vaishnava position is to hit the beach running and enter into the into the beautiful tropical uh, land of jungle of Vrindavan, where the water of material emotions that are so troublesome, the ocean that has been transformed. It's not the dry sand of the beach, but the water has been transformed, distilled and purified and like water on a, in the jungle so much vegetation, fruits and flowers all growing. So, land of spiritual emotion. There's water there, but it's not salty like the ocean. So by keeping a focus on the sun of Krishna, Krishna sun, keeping our aspirations uh, high like that, and all these material emotions will be transformed, and spiritual emotions will come out. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyas he took sannyas from the Shankar Sampradaya, actually, so overtly it was a type of Gyan sannyas. But if we study Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's disposition, thinking, his own remarks, we find, no, it is Vaishnava Veda sannyas, not as well 
known at the time or understood at the time. So Mahaprabhu was impeded in a sense from going to Vrindavan, from entering the forest, by the love of all of his devotees. They tricked him in Shantipur and brought him from the bank of the Ganges, Nityananda brought him back to Advaita's house when he first tried to go to Vrindavan. Mother Sachi came and Mahaprabhu said, Oh, what have I done? I've made a great offense. I've taken sannyas as a young boy, left my mother. But she could not tolerate the idea that his son would be criticized and come home. But she couldn't tolerate being separate from him either. So she proposed they go to Jagannath Puri. That's a holy place. That's a dom of the Lord. And it's close by, so I can hear news about you. The devotees are always coming and going from there. So Mahaprabhu accepted, but his desire to go to Vrindavan nonetheless remained with him. So at this point in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he, he has been trying to go to Vrindavan, and the devotees in Puri have been making excuses, telling him, well, yes, it's a good idea, but just now the Kartik season is coming, and it's cold in Vrindavan, so better wait and go after Kartik. And after Kartik, then Mahaprabhu is going, and uh, well, now it is Dulgatras, and there will be a big festival, we should stay for that finishing that, and he wanted to go. And, but soon now all the devotees are coming from Bengal side for the Ratiyatra again. So in this way, for a couple of years, they were able to put him off. <laughs> they said, yes, you are Swatantri Ishwar Bhagavan, Swayam Bhagavan Krishna himself. You're independent, you can do what you like. But please consider this. What was really taking place, of course, was the devotees were expressing great affection for him and pains of separation at the thought of his leaving. But at this point now, they've more or less run out of excuses, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's desire is, he's persistent in that, that he wants to go to Vrindavan, and this is, of course, also part of his mission. He will go to Vrindavan, and then he will commission Rupa and Sanat and Gosamis to go there and to renovate, to excavate all the places of Krishna's pastimes, and so that this Vrindavan will become well-known for what it is, and a mecca of four devotees, a great place of pilgrimage for all the devotees to go to. Just as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made Vrindavan well-known for all of the places of Krishna's pastimes through the Goswamis, when at that time it was obscure and largely uh, unrevealed, hidden. Similarly, our Guru Maharaj Prabhupada made Vrindavan known it was an obscure place of pilgrimage for a sect called Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Who ever heard of them? <laughs> and the Prabhupada, the move of Chaitanya Nityananda Prabhu to the West, like was preaching, and has made it known, revealed it to the world for what it is. So much so that many years ago, during the manifest presence of Srila Prabhupada, the townspeople uh, named the road. From the Delhi road, you come to the road to Vrindavan, and they named it Bhaktivedanta Marg. It means Bhaktivedanta Road. So the, the, the road, the road to Vrindavan is paved with the devotion of Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had this in mind, the importance of Vrindavan. He wanted to go to set an example for Bhajan, and he is Krishna himself, and so he had so many reasons for going to Vrindavan. So in this chapter, he, he, he makes it. He goes. And along the way, as mentioned here in this introductory verse, some wonderful things took place. 
get there, he had to go to the Jarikanda forest jungle. And in that jungle there were many wild animals. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the very embodiment of Vrindavan himself, while traveling, as we'll hear, and chanting through the forest, he caused the animals from species which were normally inimical to one another to embrace and to chant. Very uh, uncommon. Lochantas Thakur says, Pashupaki jure, Poshanabhidare, Sunayara Gunagat. Very incredible. They made, made wild animals chant and dance. Of course, we're worse than that because we have intelligence. We're wild, that's for sure. Like animals are wild, but we have intelligence, so that is you know, dangerous, very dangerous. <laughs> But Mahaprabhu has good reasoning for us also. So, Joy Joy Sri Chaitanya Joy Nityanando Joy Advaita Chanda Joy Gaur Bhaktavinda Abhiraj Goswami as is characteristic of each chapter he says All glories to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu All glories to Nityananda Guru All glories to Advaita Chanda All glories to all the devotees Sharat Kal Huila Prabhura Chalite Huila Mati So, at the time of Sharat, autumn season, Sharat, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had uh, his desire to go to Vrindavan again has, has come. Here it says, he had a desire in Ramananda Swarup Shange Nibrite Yukati. So he went, took, he approached Ramananda Rai and Swarup Damodar in a uh, solitary place and expressed his desire to them. More sahai karjari tumi dui chan tobe ami yana dekhi sri vrindavan Mahaprabhu, he requested Ramananda Roy and Srupa Damara that uh, you please help me to see Vrindavan, the two of you, the two people, please. Assist me. I want to see Vrindavan. Ratre Uti Banapote Palano Java Ekaki Yoiva Kahun Shange Naloiva. Mahaprabhu said, I shall leave early in the morning and go incognito, taking the road through the forest. I shall go alone. I shall not take anyone with me. So this is a kind of a sannyas disposition to go alone and not take anyone who doesn't want any impediment, any botheration that may come from having to deal with another person's idiosyncrasies or desires or needs and so forth. He says further, he says, if someone wants to follow me, stop him. I don't want anyone to go with me. Prasanna harna agna diba na munivadukha toma sabar shukhe pate habe mor shukha. He says, please give me your order, your permission, in a happy way, not in a forced way, but understand this is my desire. I'm being firm now, so in a happy way, give me your permission. 
And then knowing that you were happy, I can go on my way to Vrindavan. So do Jan Kohe to me. Ishwara Satantra. So the two people, they said, Surabdhaman and Ramanand Roy, you are Ishwar Swatantra. You are God and completely independent. Yeicha. So whatever you desire, say, Koriba Naha Paratantra. Whatever you want, that, that will be done. You're fully Paratantra. Uh, you're not dependent upon anyone. If you want it, then so be it. That's the idea. Kintu. But, <laughs> however, Ama Dunghara Shuna Ek Nive Dhani. They want to make, please listen, we want to make one submission to you. Tomar Shukhe Amar Shuk Kohila Apane. So we want to make one submission to you. And um, you said that you'll be happy if we're happy. You made that statement. Now here, here's what, what will make us happy if you have to go. Amadumhar Mone Tobe Padda Shukahai Ek Nivedan Jodi Dhar Doyamai. So just they're pushing a little further, just accept one one a proposal, one request, and we will be very happy. So now they're saying, Alright, we'll be happy, you can go. No problem. Just one thing we're asking. Uttam Brahmana Eka Shange Avasha Chahi Bikha Kori Bikha Dibe Jabe Patra Bahi. They say Uttam Brahmana Eka Shange Avasha Chahi. They want him to take one high class assistant, Brahmana, Uttam Brahmana Ek Shange Avasha Chahi. Along with you, you please, we want this, that you take one, you say you're going alone, we cannot bear this. You have to take someone with you. Bhikshakori, bhikshak nibe, yabe patravahi. So that person, he's going to, he's going to collect alms for you, he's going to cook for you, and give you prasadam, he'll carry your water pot. So some, some assistant you must take. Manapatta, Yoite nahi bhojjana brahmana agnakar shange chuluk vipra ek jan. So, vanpati means the path through the jungle. So, when you go vanpati yoite nahi bhojjana brahmana, there will be no one uh, available for you to accept lunch from. You're going to be walking through the forest. And, uh, so, please give permission. Take one pure brahman. In your company, Prabhu Kahini Jashange, Kanho Naloiva, Ek Joni Nile Aner Mone Dukohiva. Mahaprabhu says, he's more or less accepting, but he says, I shall not take any of my associates with me, because if I choose one, others will be unhappy. Nutan Sangi Huibeka, a new one, a Nutan Sangi, new associate. Snigda Jandraman Oiche Jobipoi. So he's suggesting if it's going to be somebody, it has to be a new man and he has to be peaceful in mind because you may remember the last time he went traveling to the south, he took an assistant with him and the man was not peaceful. His mind became disturbed actually. Kal Krishna Das. He became disturbed. He was kidnapped by the Bhattaharis, the gypsies, and Mahabhu had to save him. He didn't want any disturbance like that. 
So this has to be a different kind of person, peaceful. And if I can get such a man, then uh, I shall agree to take him with me. Swarup kohe. E bhala badra bata So Swarup Ramana said, there, there is one bhala badra bata charja. Tumate susnigda badda pandita sadhu arja. He is very honest and a learned scholar. He has susnigda. He has very much affection for you. And he's advanced in spiritual consciousness. This very, uh, Srup Damanar is selecting out this one fellow in Sri Sai, describing his qualifications. First and foremost of which is that he has much affection for you. But he's also very composed and intelligent, learned. Pratami toma shange oila gauda hoite. Inhar icha ache sarvatirta korite. In the beginning he came with you from Bengal. It is his desire to visit and see all the holy places of pilgrimage. In addition, you may take another Brahman who will act as a servant en route and make arrangements for your food. So he's got a, they're requesting that they take this first class Brahman, he'll do the cooking, the other fellow will collect items, and that's why you'll have two assistants. Sabar hoy shukha, paan pate joitte tomar nahi ve dukha. If you can also take him with you, we will be very happy. If two people go with you through the jungle, there will certainly be no difficulties or inconvenience. Sei viprabhahi nibe vastram bhajana patacharya bhikhya dibe kori bhikhatana. The other Brahman can carry your cloth and water pot and Balabhadra will collect alms and cook food for you. Tangharat bhachana prabhu angikar koela Balabhadra vata charje shange korinila. Thus Mahaprabhu accepted the requests of Surup Ramadhar Pandit and agreed to take Balabhadra vata charje with him. Chaitanya 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 Chaitanya